Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Snobs. You have made it all the way on your journey to orological enlightenment. You have made it all the way to episode 147. Michael, what is up? What is up? I thought you were going to start with the like NPR-worthy version of our podcast. I would like to. I would like to one day... Like jazz music in the background? I would like to one day redon our short-lived NPR personas. I remember your NPR name. I remember my NPR mm. name. Do you remember your NPR name? I don't remember them. But Alan Good Shepherd. Yours? Your NPR name was Alan Good Shepherd. Mine was Herman Schubert. This is ridiculous. We should do an NPR intro one day. Hello, this is Herman Sherbert here with my good friend, Alan Good Shepherd, shepherding us to the path of orological enlightenment here at the two less than broke watch snobs. We could do that for an hour and a half, Michael, right? We should use our talents for <laughs> better things. No, this is it. Watches. Everyone, you have made it to episode 147. This is going to be a fun episode. I'm going to do what I haven't done in a long time. I'm giving a shout out to a user um, who gave us this idea uh, via email. And they're probably going to be very surprised because I haven't responded to their email yet. Uh, I want to do the best I can with your name. I'm not going to say <laughs> it right, but you know who you are. Huge shout out to Ore. O-R-E. What up? Uh, you sent in this idea. I think it's really, really cool. I want to dig into it more at a high level, guys. Today, episode 147, we're talking about beater watches. I think in many sort of ways, shapes, and forms, blah, 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 in the past, we've talked about beater, beater watches, but I don't think we really properly sunk our teeth into it. So what I would love to just accomplish uh, on our journey to orological smuttery this episode, um, Michael, is just a discussion about what a beater watch is, how people kind of view beater watches versus what I would classify as the beater watch gets misappropriated as the everyday watch. Um, also want to rifle off some classic beater watches um, and then also really want to go into some fun choices for beater watches that you probably never thought of. Like if you need a beater watch um, and you don't want to get something that's within the normal beater watch trope, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. Uh, I think it'd be fun to kind of throw some some cool ideas out there. What do you what do you think? Is that a good topic for for one forty seven, or should we just change it on the fly? What should we change it to on the fly? Ice cream. I want to I want to meet the guy or gal that has a charming bird as a beater watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going I'm going to go snowboarding. I better be I better get on the beater. <laughs> It's just like strapping on the charming bird. It's tooting for dear life. Don't snowboard with me. <laughs> I can't whistle right now. I'm too drunk to. I'm not quite drunk. I'm wine. I'm. I get. I don't know if this is. I don't know if this is the way it works for everyone else. But depending on what I'm drinking, I achieve different types of drunkenness. I get slutty drunk on wine. Does that make sense? <laughs> Like <laughs> I'm not sure if I've been around to see that. Maybe we got to go wine tasting. Like next everything, time fe everything feels so like sensual. Like ooh, the texture of this composite armrest on my chair. Kaz will touch your bezel. I will touch your bezel and stare you dead in the eye and cough into your mouth, which is a callback <laughs> to last week's episode. Um, <laughs> I love. We're all about continuity here. <laughs> I love every time we do an episode and I I say on air like oh. My wife and I have baby fever. You know, we want kids one day. The slew of emails and DMs 
from dads like, listen, don't do it, man. Listen, <laughs> listen I man. I <laughs> I always feel so bad. I get it, though. I do get it. Uh, so here, let's do this. I'm getting way too distracted as I'm as I'm vino drunk. I'm drinking Tepernillo? Tepernilla? Listen, it's like it's like a five dollar screw cap wine. It's got a picture of a butterfly on it. La mariposa. It's not called. So it's like a, a level over uh, barefoot. Is that what it is? It might be under. I'm not sure. At least barefoot. <laughs> At least barefoot comes in clear bottles because they know you're not hanging on to that shit. Like, listen, guys. This is this is I think trying to pretend to be something it's not, but it, um, it's wet. It works. It's been a wine day, but here let us honor one of the few traditions. Uh, we have on this show. Would you like to do a wrist check with me as I yell at my? Oh no, the, that's the right cat. I was gonna yell at the cat for even though the cat's poo, but it's the right cat. Uh, do you want to do a wrist check with me? Yeah, I just uh, performed the um, the after work swap. Ooh, just to make myself feel cleansed after a, <laughs> a long, long work day. Just hosing, just hosing off the the bullshit work day. And just yeah. slipping into something, slipping into your evening watch, right? <laughs> My evening watch for today is a CWC diver. Very cool. Uh, same one I've had for the past, not past few episodes, but I feel like this one has been coming up a lot lately. Uh, and I still have it on that Phoenix NATO strap. No, no one has, uh, no one has gotten back to me on any kind of insider knowledge around these Phoenix NATOs. Dan Clayton did. Oh, did he? He he responded to us. What up, Dan? If you're listening, uh, I will go to his DM thread right now. Uh, it's a bit of a train wreck in our DMs right now. If you have not noticed, uh, if you've DM'd us and have never heard from us, we're working on it. Uh, it's a bit. You ever you ever like leave a whole bunch of things in your pockets, and then you wash your clothing, and then you dry them, and then you open the lint trap, and the lint trap just becomes like a vomit tapestry, a time capsule of all the shit you've been carrying in your pockets for the past few months. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, it's like a bomb. It's just like the random piece of tissue paper in there. It just <laughs> completely ruins your entire wardrobe. <laughs> Basically, that's that's what our DMs look like. Uh, let me see here. The Phoenix NATOs are still issued to the British mil- uh, to the British Army. Well, that's cool. That's all I said. I like it a lot. It's super comfy. They um, are hard to come by through the military right now as well, which is interesting. You know what? I I also found. Um, I see a lot of the guys that are CWC collectors mm-hmm. and um, mill sub collectors, or they take the. Um, like the Tudor um, Navy subs as well. A lot of these guys, they they have everything on a Phoenix NATO. And this is purely Instagram. I'm, I'm talking about them like I know these guys. Um, <laughs> all your friends. All, all your, all your all friends. All my friends. <laughs> <laughs> it, seems, it seems that they always have an 18 millimeter on these divers with 20 millimeter lugs. Um, Isn't that the Bond was, thing to do? I don't know if it's the Bond thing to do. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, it is. But like, I was also browsing uh, <clears throat> this website the other day. Uh, Graham Graham Fowler, he's like a clothing, like boutique clothing store in New York, but he also sells watches, and he's like a big time mill sub collector, and he's got these like batches, these bundles of new old stock Phoenix NATO straps in his store, 
that you can buy for $45. Wow. Um, but they're all 18 millimeter. So I wonder, I wonder if what is issued is always 18 millimeter. Um, that's just me getting nerdy about straps. Dan Clayton, if you're listening, shout out to Dan. Shout out to Dan. We need to get him on the show again. Um, I forgot the number we had you on, but um, we had Dan Clayton on for, um, I think basically we just called it like a vintage military watch episode. And um, Dan's, a, Dan's a, a collector of just wonderful like vintage military pieces. Um, and to date, it's still probably one of my top favorite episodes we've ever done. So incredible. Yeah. He, he was uh, one of the folks that advised me on on this uh this cwc it's not a it's not an old one uh it's it's a new reproduction of a 1983 model Mm -hmm. it's quartz but it's by far i mean um it's by far my favorite like just time only grab and go watch right now it's uh nothing else really really compares and the good the good thing is i can take better care of the solar quartz watch that you gave me because uh, hmm. I would mistreat that thing a lot. <laughs> It'd feel kind of bad. But now I but mistreat this point? thing. Like, 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 like I w- in in the segment of the, of the episode where I was going to just start rattling off like classic beater watches. That Citizen was on the mm-hmm. list, isn't that? Shouldn't that watch get used and I know, or it was abused? A gift. It was a gift. I don't know. So, Maybe, so, so, so is herpes. Doesn't mean it should be treasured. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you can, you can you can use. That's horrible. I'm sorry for anyone. And it was offended by that. You can you can use the watch, man. Didn't you go crab smashing in that watch or something? Crab smashing <laughs> or crabbing, whatever people do. I don't know. Should I add? Should I add a crab crab smashing to the to the Slack channel? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it right now. We're putting crab smashing. We have um we have the the TBAWS contributors. Uh, uh we all have um a shared Slack board, and one of the channels on there. Crab is not crash. The one channels and they're just band names, uh, and I just added crab smashing. Um, Screw down crown is one. Balance cock is on here as well. Uh, median net girth. That's a good one. Ugh. That's a really good one. Gutter chocolate. Shame on you, Michael, for putting that one. On. That that one's still horrible. <laughs> Ugh. I taste it. That's the problem with gutter chocolate as a band name. Like I taste it. That's terrible. I guess that's the point. Uh, man, you know. Super happy you're still wearing the CWC. The thing is super cool. Um, I'm excited to see it. Uh, I don't think I've ever I seen that watch. I wonder what's the... Um, this has to be like 200 meter water resistance as well. I can't... Aren't they can't like only 100? Or I think it's something else. There's like a military watch out there that's only 100. And it's just like, why the fuck else do you need anything else? Or maybe... 38, 30 ATM. That's 300 meters, right? Or is that... Yeah. That's 300 meters. Wow. I'll never go with the math. But anyway, this watch on this strap is an excellent combo. Um, again, there's this kind of like crappy quality oh, yeah. <laughs> to this to these straps, but it just it makes it it makes it a little more comfortable. And I really dig it. It's like the sloppy cheeseburger. It's no foie gras with like chestnuts or walnuts, whatever the fuck. But there's something incredibly just charming and endearing about like the sloppy, drippy elbow cheeseburger. You know what I'm saying? Cold, cold, cold pizza for breakfast. Cold, cold pizza. Cold pizza is, is certainly. I can't do the cold pizza thing because it's a big thing. My normal habits are already very in, indicative of that of a lifestyle for someone who's like a derelict on their last last threads. Uh, <laughs> and I feel like cold pizza is going to push me over the edge. Gotcha. 
I'll be outside. I'll be outside just like without shoes on, just walking around. It's like, what the fuck goes, is that guy? Because it goes well with like the four week old stubbly neck beard, the cold pizza. Which I have. The... I don't want to shave because if I shave my beard, then the beard that I started growing on the Disney fantasy will be gone and I'll be that much closer to cold, unforgiving reality. Hey, do you remember that it takes us like forever to get through the wrist check? <laughs> Listen, guys, if you have a problem with how long it takes us to get to the wrist checks, uh, you can you cannot listen to the show. There's plenty of other podcasts <laughs> that will waste your time staying on topic. As far as I'm concerned, right? Yeah, look at I think you. I think you're wearing a fine watch from what you told me. I so for today today's today's wrist check. I'm wearing the watch. Uh, I threw a photo of this on the feed. We're recording this. Um, you guys are hearing this way after we record this thing, but because uh, I'm out of town right now. But I'm wearing the Slava Medical. Hello, in Soviet Russia. Watch where's you. Uh, I love this thing. I think it's fantastic. Uh, happy to. It's kind of fun unpacking all my watches from the move because I'm like, I'm like unboxing them, but not really unboxing them. So it's like it's fun to sort of rediscover stuff. And uh, yeah, I love this watch. Still always impressed by the condition. Every time I post this thing, um, people who are in the know, who are aware of this watch, they see it and they're just like, fucking immaculate condition. It's like, I know. Shut up, baby, I know. Um, I will admit, every time I have to set the day on here, like the, the day abbreviations, I have to Google it. Because it's, <laughs> it's in Cyrillic. Is it is it a quick set? Quick set? Quick. The set. number. The how much wine have you had? The number is so. There's a button on the side. It's like a little like a. It's actually pretty similar to your Gen One Mako. There's a little oh, button okay. on the side that I have to press. Uh, but this button is more like it's like a little dot. It's it's very clitoral in nature. It's a tiny little dot in like a slit shaped crevice. The button on your Mako is far easier to press. You know what I mean? Mm. So. Um, this is not the first time I've used the word clitoral in reference to a watch. I think I've used that in reference also to the sumo bezel. Because <laughs> the case I, encompasses I so. the side of the bezel in the same fashion as a clitoral hood would. Um, that was a long are time ago. Are you trying to subliminally like push me into buying a sumo? You've been talking a lot of sumo stuff lately. And it's yeah. like, I see your photos are getting better and better. And I'm just like... I don't even need one, but I want one. I can send you mine. Spend some time with. <sighs> no, I can't do that to you. What do you mean do that to me? I have other I have other I have other watches. I have other other concubines in my harem to amuse I wish, me. I wish that green one wasn't so expensive. Uh, uh, let's see if they take a hit use. Um maybe we can go back to Hong Kong and you can throw throw two hundred dollars and see what happens. Cause I think you did <laughs> You did that with a cocktail time, right? I did not think it was going to work. I was like, 200 bucks or something. <laughs> well, you had cash. You That's had true. cash, dude. Uh, the guy was just like, um, you know, oh, yeah, it's 300 dollars No, the guy was, this was Hong Kong. <laughs> Wrong spot. Vlad wasn't selling you a fucking uh, Seiko cocktail time in Hong Kong. The guy was just like, I don't know what the price was, but you, you didn't even listen to him. The guy's like, oh, yeah, yeah blah, blah, blah. You're like, $200 cash. The guy's like, all right. <laughs> And, we were just and like, I was wow, like, that works. And then I was like, eh, I don't want it. <laughs> Perfect. Living the right. life of luxury, opulence. I have it. Uh, what was I saying? I'm wearing the Slava Medical. Uh, super cool. Oh yes, if you'd like to borrow the Sumo, um, I'd be more than happy to 
send it your way because you've spent time with that Seiko anniversary sumo, I believe. Yeah, which I can't even begin to imagine how pricey those have gotten. That's not because those are those are pretty rare, right? But that's not the proper sumo experience. You know what I mean? There's, 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 there's like, there's like bougie truffle fries, which is nothing wrong with truffle fries, and then there's like eating in the drive-through four in the morning McDonald's fries. You know what I mean? I found one for eighteen hundred buccarinos. What? The anniversary one? Mm-hmm. Fuck that shit. That's <laughs> literally Grand Seiko money. Right? Yeah, you, you you can get a you can get a sweet ass fucking uh, Grand Seiko nine F quartz for that much. Yeah, okay, sure. there. yeah. But yeah, so we're in medical. I love this thing. Mechanical pulse meter uh, has two pulse meter scales on it. You can start tracking your pulse at 12 or 6, 6 o'clock. A lot of people ask how this watch works. I actually have a video um, on our YouTube page, which you guys you guys go and subscribe to it. Check it out. Smash that subscribe button. Um, on the, <laughs> It's a callback to last week as well. Uh, on the YouTube page, um, it's a fairly comprehensive video. I go through how to read your pulse on this watch. I also take the case back off and show you what makes the Slava 2428 movement in here. Uh, super, super cool. Uh, double barrel mainspring. It's a lot of fun. It, 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 and the condition of the watch, it really shines through in that video as well. But basically to read your pulse, all you have to do is wait for the watch to get to either 12 or 6 o'clock. The little the, the, the lollipop second hands. You get your pulse and then you just count... Um, 15 beats, like 15 like pulse beats, and then wherever the second hands is, that's supposed to be, uh, I think pulsations per hour or minute, minutes, probably man, minute, minute, minute. I'm sounds, not sure how much hour would help you. And uh, in a, a die-hard mortar fire situation, probably not a lot. <laughs> you know. Uh, so yeah, super cool watch. Uh, I still have it on this custom EA uh, leather goods um, suede strap. I can't put this thing on anything else. Um, the person I bought... You're such such an elitist. I know. Mm, mm. I'd rather not slander entire countries on air. It's probably not in the best interest of our longevity. Uh, but apparently we're elitist. That's okay. That's okay. Fucking nerds wearing your Slava medicals. Uh, what was I going to say? I don't know what... The, no, I do know. Uh, these watches, I believe, originally came with... Oh, I think it was brown leather straps. I have to double check. But when I bought this watch, um, the seller tried giving me a. Oh man, it was like a. It was a metal. It was a metal mesh strap. It was a Soviet era metal mesh strap, but it was not the mesh strap that was supposed to go to the Slava Medical. Um, in all reality, hmm. it might have been for some. I've been for a Vostok. I have to go back and look. I have it in my. I have it in a drawer somewhere. I never wear because it, it smells disgusting. <laughs> I don't know why it smells disgusting, but it just smells horrible. You know what gotcha. I mean? Uh, <laughs> so I just keep it in my drawer. I never open it like a telltale heart until one day it'll haunt me. And I'll just ruin my life and confess to the crime of never wearing that bracelet. That's how the that's how the story goes, right? That's how the story goes. That's how the story goes, man. But yeah, Slava Medical, super super cool. Um, really happy you're still enjoying your time with the CWC. We could do a watch swap. I could send you the sumo if you want to send uh, the CWC my way, or not. Yes, we could do that. You think about it. Your 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 people. Your people. Have your people call my people. All right. <laughs> my my assistant. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> have your people call my people. But here, yeah, let's do this. We have some um, fun housekeeping stuff to get to in regards to just uh, TBWS news. Um, also, really, really cool stuff that uh, technically will have taken place, I guess, the time you guys listened to this. So first, I just wanted to plug the website. A lot of really, really cool shit up on the website. There is a review of the Dan Henry 1970 uh, from our very own, uh, one of our newest contributors, Aggressive Timing Habits. Really, really cool stuff um, that he's put on the site. Go and check that out. And then you can also scroll to the bottom of that review, click on his profile, and then check out the other stuff he's written. He's contributed um, um, that Anardane piece that we saw uh, at Wind Up San Fran, San Fran Sokio um, with those enamel dials. Really wonderful. Um, and he's got he got it in pink too, so we got a really he got a lot of really cool photos. Um, in addition to that, finally I was able to get up um, Damon Bailey's uh, Rado piece. Did you get a chance to skim through that, dude? I have not gotten a chance. It's so good. Um, basically, he talks about the uh, we're gonna fuck this up. Rado Captain Cook MK2 reissue. And um, he goes into. I remember. He I goes remember in, seeing this watch. Yeah, he goes into great depth about how it's just so weird to pay like reissue prices when you could just go on eBay or go online and very easily find the original thing that the reissue is based off of. For I think he phrased it great like the tax you'd pay on the modern reissue, you could just take that and just buy the original. You know what I mean? And and be a touch closer to authenticity. So in that piece he talks about um, he uses the actual original one. He's got he's got an original one. It's uh, I forgot the reference number, it's like seven triple three, seven seven thirty three. Mm, it's gonna bug me now. Uh, One second. I'm I'm not sure. Uh, well I know it's the MK two. Is the MK two. one one seven seven three three. That sounds about right. Uh, it's really, really cool. So go and check that out as well. And then also in the bottom of that piece, um, he <laughs> he ruthlessly just kind of just like skewers into Rado marketing practices um, in a way that we've really been crit- critical of in the past on the show. He puts it mm-hmm. in the form of writing and is, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a good read. Definitely, Improving definitely go and check it out. teamwork skills. <laughs> Are you looking at the photos, like the, like, the, like the marketing campaign photos? Yeah. No one's and wearing then- a watch. There's one here with a condom box. Uh yes. I don't think that's real. I think I think Damon made that. <laughs> like you put it together for humor's sake. Um, mm. Also, the piece I talked about last week, um, Watch Shopping on the Disney Fantasy Cruise Ship, that is on the website. Uh, people have been enjoying it. Basically, I got a bunch of photos from inside there. I have a quick video I was able to take inside there of the um, AD experience. You know, I had... Uh, Omega or Omega, um, Omega. Uh, do you think Herman Sherbert on the NPR NPR show version two or Washington? Do you think he would say he would say Omega? I think he'd say Omega. Omega. Okay. Yeah, he'd also say leisure instead of leisure. You can uh, you can you can walk the ship at your leisure and peruse the fine uh, 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 selection of Omegas in the uh, Disney Fantasy Boutique White Caps located on deck three, just outside the Walt Disney Theater. Go and ask for Ernst. He'll take care of you. This is you're, 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 you're really missing that vacation, aren't you? <laughs> I really, I really wish I could go. I just, I just, I want to leave all this ugliness behind. There's enough, there's enough. I think I've done in 32 years of roaming this earth, wa- wa- just, wa- just wandering like Cain. I think I've done enough damage that I should just remove <laughs> myself from the planet and just live on the uh, Disney fantasy cruise ship. What do you think? 
if uh if you could record podcasts from the ship yeah i think that'd be a great idea how about i message in a bottle you <laughs> my side of the podcast i'll just I'll, perfect i i won't know what you're saying but i'll just i'll respond to what i think you're saying uh with like a crayon and like a piece of paper whatever scraps of paper i can find on the boat and then i'll put those in like a perrier bottle and i'll just fucking i'll just fling that shit into the ocean i'm not littering guys okay i'm just communicating without using electricity which is technically green and then eventually the bottle will uh, find its way to you. Right? And we'd get through our segments faster. <laughs> Shut <laughs> we'll up, see man. We we'll probably see a reduction, <laughs> a reduction in complaints. <laughs> we probably would get through. Uh, God damn it. Whatever, dude. This is our fucking show. If you want to, if you want to listen to a podcast the way you want to listen to a podcast, you, your podcast, you should start your own show. That's literally what Michael and I did. <laughs> Isn't it? That's pretty. That's 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 the short of it. It's literally what we did. Uh, what was I talking about? Go and check out the website twobookwashnobs.com. Check out the Rado piece. Check out the Dan Henry review. Check out the Disney fantasy piece. There's a cool little video in there um, as well. Uh, really a lot of fun. In addition to that, at the time of you hearing this, Wind Up New York, I believe, will have passed. Right, Michael? Uh, yes. yeah, yeah. So. Here's, here's the rub, guys. Uh, Michael and I were not able to attend uh, Wind Up uh, New York 2019. However, Greg Bedrosi, senior contributor over here at TBWS, was able to be there. He's there. He was there on Saturday. Saturday, he spent the whole day walking around, hanging out, had his camera, had everything set up. Later that evening, hopefully, fingers crossed, um, he and I did a live, uh, like a live stream together, just kind of um, talking about his experiences on the floor, uh, really, really cool. Uh, it's going to be super casual, super laid back, totally out of the norm for DBWS, however. And um, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So, and if you see Greg walking tip around, him. tip him. Just give him, just, Greg, if you're listening, wear, wear a button down. If you're listening from the past, Greg, wear a button down. And uh, just just slide just slide a dollar bill in his pocket. Just, just, <laughs> just, just tip him. Just tip Greg. Right? <laughs> Uh, good stuff. Greg, yeah, if you could wear a t-shirt that just says Tip Greg with like the TBWS logo, I think it's going to go pretty far. Is, is that going to be his Christmas bonus? We got a one-of-a-kind shirt that says Tip Greg. <laughs> we're crowdsourcing uh, bonuses here, uh, and we're just giving everyone uh, shirts that say Tip Us, please. Uh, brilliant. The TBWS coffers are full of moths and sorrow. That's just how we roll here, man. Uh, in addition, really quick before we get to the main topic, huge shout out to Laurier or Laurier. I can't ever say the brand's name. Um, we met them. Um, uh, we met them earlier this year at Wines of San Francisco, right? Yeah, very impressive products. Yeah, and, I was super uh, surprised. I, I I was super here. I'm talking too much. You talk about them. No, no, just the really really impressive products. Um, you know, I I always think back to the bracelet on those things. Really cool. Um, <clears throat> really great for the price not actually not even for the price point any any price point really um you know and so uh, apparently they they've they've kind of teased a, a new chronograph with uh with a seagull movement inside yep which is not not very typical for um uh for this this space of uh, watchmaking so um i'm excited to see how it how it pans out it looks pretty cool. It's definitely in line with their design twin, aesthetic. Twin register. Twin yeah. register. 
blue and black. Maybe they'll have more colors. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, what other micro brands or or at least well known watches use that um, Seagull Chronograph? Uh, didn't the first uh, Baltic use one? Yeah, I was gonna say. I think Baltic Baltic uses those in the in the chronographs yeah. that they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's one more, and I can't remember. One more watch that uses that movement. I can't remember. Oh, Mercer. Yes. Yeah. Pretty sure it's Mercer. Mercer. Good stuff. Yep. So let's do this. Yes, yeah. Huge shout out to Laurier. Um, Laurier. I I always feel like I'm saying the name of like a shampoo. I think that like, is a shampoo. Is it? Oh no. No, L'Oreal. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. All right. <laughs> Um, what was I saying? Yes, huge shout. This Gemini it looks really, really cool. If you guys saw it uh, on the floor at Windup, because I'm guessing they're teasing it, or like they'll be like they'll have some prototypes there, folks can hang out with. Um, hope everyone had a great time hanging out with it. Uh, let me see here. Shall we? Shall we start getting into beater watches? How do you? I think it's important, at least in my opinion, to define what the hell a beater beater watch is, because. Beater watch often gets conflated with the idea of an everyday watch, and I don't, I don't think the two are similar. What do you think? I'm starting to hate labeling watches, anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like categorizing them in this way, so I just, I, I think beater is kind of funny because it, it, I, I imagine somebody strapping on a watch and then immediately walking up to a brick wall and just smashing the watch. It's like, okay, oh. I'm wearing my beater watch. <laughs> Look at how much satisfaction I'm getting out of this wearing experience. I'm not scratching my tutor. <laughs> oh man. But you know, I I think maybe <laughs> are you still trying to figure out what you're drinking? Yeah, I mean it's wet and it's not white. Tempran mm. T E P no fuck already fucked it up. T E M P R A N I L L O. Tempranillo. Tempranillo. Lobicia, which sounds like lobotomy, which is what I feel like has been performed on me. <laughs> a few glasses into this, uh, not great wine, but certainly effective. Yeah. So we're talking about hitting walls with watches. Yeah, maybe maybe the maybe we can start by asking if the term beater is uh, even that appropriate. Maybe it's kind of like a work watch, or um, you know, I've always connoted this. I've always just 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 the the, the idea of a beater watch has always connoted to me a watch that you wear when you know your watch is going to get damaged. Did you just hear my cat wallow? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what's she upset about is she the one that had the food or or had her food eaten she's the one that had her food eaten which is probably why she's ugh, upset you want some wine sweetie yes no. this is when the podcast gets pulled down <laughs> not the dog stomping or the orphan teeth it's when I give my poor little my poor little baby some fucking wine man alright some fucking I've... lobotomy wine but temp- I think I think beaters are beaters are is isn't that also potentially like uh, just another marketing term to buy into to convince yourself that you need another watch? So I got this oh, and this that's and this. A good point. Uh, I think I need a beater. Now. I need to complete my collection by having a beater watch. I have a dress. I'm sure watch. I've been there. I'm sure I've been there. I'm sure I. I, I yeah, no, I, I I know I have been there. I mean, 
It could be a marketing thing. I think for some people's collections, though, um, the idea of a beater watch might make sense because um, what I've seen just in just like in research and getting ready for this episode, for all the fucking researching we do, a lot of people will get a beater watch when they know they're going to do something where a watch is going to get damaged. So like they're they're hiking and they know they're going to fall. They're doing some sort of like like winter sports or whatever. Or, you know what I mean? And they, for some reason, still want to wear a watch, but they don't want to wear the Charming Bird or yeah. the MBNF. You know you know what I'm saying? So, like, oh, I'm going to get a beater watch. I'm going to get um, something, you know, that... Well, he, well, here's interesting. The idea of a beater watch, we can return to. What do you define a beater watch as? Is it a watch that can take damage and be fine or a watch that, if it breaks, you don't care and can buy another one? So, like, you know that whole EDC craze Mm -hmm. where people, like, empty their pockets and, like, take a photo and then jerk off all over Instagram? Um, I'm familiar with the latter half of that part, yes. (laughs) So, I I think I see a beater watch as a watch that lives uh, in what is essentially a toolkit. So, think about a a police officer kind of, like, going into work, opening the locker getting all his shit there, getting ready for the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when they're done, they can go back to the locker and just like take that watch off. And it live. Oh, it only lives, it only lives for that, like that rugged purpose. So y- you, c- you can essentially see it as a watch that lives in a toolbox. That's actually pretty cool. I can see that. So it's not something that it, if you look at it like a tool, you don't need you don't want it to break you want it to be something which can sort of perform the specific like task slash function that you need it to and that you can rely on it not that it's easily replaceable so the difference between like a 007 and a fucking weekender i suppose yeah or rather i should say a g-shock and a timex weekender because um like the g-shock most i feel like casio has has the has the market cornered on quintessential like beater watches you know what i mean so what's the cringiest uh marketing segment here is it is it beater watch or is it tool watch because i'm i'm starting to significantly hate both (laughs) (laughs) well both uh have their downsides because both are trying to tell users how to collect watches or how to use their watches how to use their watches listen (laughs) anyone out there Anyone out there who tells you how to collect or how you should uh, utilize or enjoy your collection does not have your best interest in mind. That's why TBWS, we're always telling you to collect in whatever way is authentic to you, not anyone else. Even if it's antithetical to something that we've said, you have to just, whatever makes you happy. If the world Mm -hmm. ended tomorrow and it was just you, would you still like your watch collection or would it not be as fun anymore because you couldn't show it to people on Instagram and stuff, you know? Yeah. So um, the whole tool watch, beater watch thing, I don't know. But because the thing is, I feel like beater watch connotes the idea of um, something that's going to get hit and smashed and you're not too worried about it. Tool watch is something that you use. Is one better than the other? No. Do I like either one? Probably not because you could argue, fuck, you could argue. I could argue my fucking Slava Medical's a tool watch, man. Or a beater. <laughs> I mean, technically, I'd rather not. I'd rather not go snowboarding with it. But yes, you could argue it's a beater watch, right? But I see, I, I see what you mean. You can 
you can look at, say, a pilot with a citizen chronograph that has a slide rule bezel or some kind of secondary time zone function. Mm. That would be a tool in that capacity. Yeah. It probably could take a hit or two, but, you know, this is this is part of your work outfit. You don't necessarily want to beat it to shit. Right. Um, you know, when, when you go home and you do gardening the next day uh, or you, I don't know, go for a hike or something... You take something that you don't really care if it's going to get beaten around, in which case that would be your beater. Exactly. So let's focus on the idea which, of... Which then makes the one watch uh, <laughs> proposal even more attractive because people are going to tune in on episode 147 and think that we're complete psychopaths. Uh, and they're going to ask, like, can I just buy one? <laughs> the answer is yes, but I don't know what that one watch is, man. You know, well, it's funny because I mean, I had that I had that moment on the on the Disney cruise, uh, the the Disney Fantasy cruise ship. I wore the sumo for seven days straight. And it's like, if I wasn't into quote unquote into watches, if I wasn't into watches and all this bullshit, I could one hundred percent just own the sumo. You know, yeah, it can it do pr- everything. It would, it would probably uh, be a cool, uh, tooly beater watch. Also, and that, I could, that would clean up nicely. Exactly. That's the, that's always the, that's always like the stupid thing when people are trying to like figure out like, oh yeah, you could wear that, but what are you gonna wear with a suit? When do I wear mm. suits, man? Yeah. All right? And the answer is you can wear anything with a suit. Okay. Yeah. If James Bond could wear that Rolex sub back in the day with like a fucking white tux when it was weird, we can wear anything with a suit. I've seen I've seen law enforcement professionals and like FBI people wearing G shocks and suits. It doesn't matter, dude. You know, mm-hmm. that's funny. I I I agonized so long over the the white dial dress watch. And I, I was like, I I need a white <laughs> dial dress watch. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny. I have the Sarb, which you know on leather could totally fit that purpose. But I I I I only wear it for that purpose, and mm-hmm. I, I don't wear it that much. And I'm so glad that I didn't spend like no most money um mm. you know just to just to say that i did i don't know um but anyways let's do this let's get let's so so we've def, we've sort of danced around the idea of like quote unquote what a beater watch is i think it makes sense to at least segment it as the idea of a watch which you know is going to take damage not necessarily a tool watch which serves a function okay. but a watch that's going to take um going to take damage and ideally be okay that's that's good that's really really good so you know this thing is going to take damage exactly but you needed to take gotcha. the damage and be fine um you could argue- and your every day and your every day might have some some extra bit of sentimental value yeah so you don't you you know the watch that you have on is going to take a hit you're pretty attached to your every day then you pick your beater right got it so I could, got it. I could, I got it, Kaz. <laughs> I could, I could, <laughs> I could argue, goal. I could argue that my Seiko SNK um, is my every. I could is an everyday watch. I could wear that watch every fucking day. Would yeah. I wear it while like snorkeling or while like seal clubbing or whatever kids are doing these days? Probably not. I wouldn't call that a beater watch. For me, I would. I would more quickly go to like my Sumo or even the Raven Venture as a watch mm. that can take damage and I know will be okay. You know? Right. 
What? Let's do this. I think it'd be fun. Do you want to just do we just start rattling off like classic quote unquote classic beater watches now that we have like a somewhat decent idea of what a beater watch is and to reiterate a beater watch to us is a watch that doesn't really fit the everyday mold but is a watch that can take damage and be fine in situations <laughs> where you know it's going to be damaged the square case g-shock the it's square case so like 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 the dw 5600 all all square g-shocks yeah i'll just put and all g-shocks <laughs> right and you know what's funny i was it's it's hilarious this this is such an awful thing to get into but um you know i've always wanted to pick up the, the 5600 yeah um you know just because i've always seen my dad wear them and um you know that that means something to me but i, I, I i'll still get neck beardy about this whole thing and be like what if i get the made in japan version <laughs> It's only four hundred dollars more. I need, I need the extra number at the end of my reference. Don't you understand? What if our logical Saint Peter denies me access because I don't have the JZM guys? You shouldn't feel bad about things like that. I think I think everyone does that to certain extents. Um, you can't just go to Amazon and buy the fifteen dollar DW fifty six hundred. You have to fucking you have to you you have to climb Everest with your fucking teeth. To show everyone, yeah, it's just a G-Shock, but it's a JDM G-Shock. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I, I think apparently, I will say, apparently <clears throat> the, um, uh, there's, a, there's a difference, and G-Shock nerds will, like, crucify me for this, but the Made in Japan version, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the reference is GW, GW5000-1JF, and I think there's, there's something about the case back that that gets them that gets them feeling randy <laughs> gets them wine drunk <laughs> gets them wine drunk yeah it's like a metal like the the case back is actually metal or the cage is metal this we're, we're <laughs> people call us watch experts this is funny um i think what makes the g-shock interesting is that it tells time what do you think yeah, and the beep is really I I love I love that the tone, the tone of the beep has never changed, all these years. Part of the charm. It's still the same, same the same beep. Right. Yeah. I do love you it. think? Do you think uh, back when that watch was made, it was just a guy in front of a synth with like hundreds of keys, and he's like, okay, I need to instill a powerful sense of urgency, with one note. <laughs> Do you think he's like? Do you think he's still collecting royalties on the on the G Shock beep? Whoever that every, guy every, was. Every time you you hit the button. <laughs> every time you every time. You, <laughs> every time you hit the button, your uh, federal or whatever local government tax uh, takes out uh, the G Shock beeps royalty. From I mean, this this thing was created to be a beater. This is like the yep. he, he was dropping like watches off like a parking structures, buildings. right? Yeah, that's that that's and the story so, that I heard. Level G, and then it has it has to have this kind of uh, uh, what is it? There are like three pillars or three values that the G Shock is supposed to have. Like mm-hmm. I, I forget, they are. Yeah, so Anyways, G Shock. So I'll just put all I'll just put all G Shocks. I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to um, uh, write these down as we say them. Uh, other classic beater. If you don't for so, if you're for some reason still stuck in the quartz snob phase, which is totally fine. Um, uh, 
Uh, I love quartz watches, but if you for some reason don't want a quartz beater, Seiko uh, SKX 007. Although maybe they're all gonna, maybe we're gonna start seeing a shortage, even though they've made so they've been discontinued, and there's a shit ton of them out there. But maybe one day, Michael, they'll be rare. What do you think? The double the 007s are gonna be the 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 next line of watches that um you start seeing people mod with fishbone hands oh, fucking christ and then and then 30 years later i'll be i'll be doing this podcast just upset <laughs> yelling at these uh ridiculous mods like the 7002 we got goddamn kids putting fish bones on your 007s ruining ruining your watch I'm not sure what kind of voice that was. Uh, <laughs> I I have apparently become Christopher Walken. I, it, it's a little. It wasn't. It wasn't. Tr- I wasn't trying to do Walken. I was trying to do like angry Jerseyite, and it just turned into Christopher Walken. <laughs> it's wrong tone. It's all. It's the wrong tone. Um, but so we, actually, you know what? I won't say 007. I'll just say the entire SKX line. So that's uh, the, a modern SKX line. So that's 009, 007, uh, 013, right? Yeah, I think yeah. all of those are quintessential beaters in that um what so the 009 is the Pepsi, 007's classic black, 013 is the 38 millimeter. Well, how how hard of a how hard of it has has there been a The question is has there been a 007 that has taken a G-Shock level hit um and survived just fine? I don't know. That's, that's what I want to know because we're people, establishing beaters. People aren't casually falling off of parking structures while wearing watches either, so I'm not sure. True. There's a level of overkill, <laughs> which <laughs> I think exists uh, for for us for us mere mortals. You know, um, I think the SKX could qualify um, as a recommended sort of like beater watch. I used to think that I'd be so cool if I bought an SKX. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like left it in my car or something. Why? Um, like in my glove box. Like, oh, I got a tool watch to go wherever I go. What the fuck? Are you going to change a flat tire with it? I don't understand. Like, what's it going to do in your (laughs) glove box? I have it next to my fucking Northwestern Atlas. All right. The things, the things that run through your mind when you get into this, this hobby. And then, and then it turns. Mm. I moved here, and like the 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 biggest crime is just like, like car uh, car car theft, car car, car, car B and E's. When I was in uh, when I was in car B vehicular B and E's. When I was in um, San Francisco, I've been there a couple of times for work. Uh, I would catch up with some of you, some of you fine folks listening, and um, I remember one time in particular, I was being like driven back to my hotel, but like we were walking to the person's car. And the parking lot was just riddled with broken glass. And I'm like, was there some kind of like glass orgy? Like, what <laughs> what happened? Like, and it's like, like, oh, well, you know, homeless people break into car windows all the time. So like, it was the most casual thing on earth. I'm like, that's fucking crazy, dude. That's not like normal in Orlando. You know? Just uh, just adding glass orgy, by the way. Into the, uh... That's a good one. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> On tour with Converge. Gutter chocolate. <laughs> Gutter chocolate. Oh, my God. I, I feel okay, that. so uh, I'll give you the SKX. Okay. Um, so, okay, you said G-Shock. I said SKX. What do you think? Classic beater, classic beater watches, like, always recommended. Um, 
You know, I don't know about classic, mm-hmm. but I think those, um, yeah, so they're certainly certainly not classic, but I think those Victorinox, Victorinox, Ooh, Enox ones. Those are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, uh, they're not regularly recommended, but those, in my opinion, um, the, 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 the Enox line, yeah, dude, those things are cool. That, that's the whole thing. I, I think they... Um, they did a lot of testing with with those uh, in terms of just like shock and durability. Uh, that's and that's the whole part of the reason that they're quartz. Um, yeah, I I, I would I would kind of pick that as a slightly out of the box idea because I think people are going to be listening to this and they'll say you know G Shock or or Seiko. Or okay. Something. So for classics, I have all G Shocks. I have the SKX line. In our first entry for non-conventional beaters, I have the Victorinox. Um, Enox line. I'm just gonna put one more in the classic line because <clears throat> I feel like it always gets uh, thrown out there. Um, the Orient Makos. I don't know why. I feel like those always get thrown out there as beater watches. I. You've had one. You had a Gen One. I do. I do. I kind of. <clears throat> and I kind of baby mine to be honest. Okay. Um, Bottle feed it. Say nice things bottle. about it. You call it school. What? Make sure its grades are okay. Well, I got that huge chunk of crystal knocked out of it, and uh, and I was just like, I can never let anything happen to you again. Never again. <laughs> so shall I leave it off? Classic, classically recommended beaters. You know, I, I, I no, I, I would leave it on there. It's, it's just kind of after having it for a while, you know. I think about the bezel being locked up. Hmm. Um, you know, does it still tell time? It still tells time is very fast. That watch needs a service. Isn't it like plus minus twenty five seconds? You told me something like that. Yeah. Yeesh. Yeah. It's so. Here's what I'll do. I I have I've pre selected um, unconventional I... choices for yeah. uh, beater watches. I have arranged them, Michael. And you tell me. This is a choose your own adventure watch podcast um, of one. This is one person playing this game. Choose your own adventure watch podcast. I have arranged them in order of. Um, affordable quote-unquote to uh like less affordable you want me to start on the less affordable side or on the affordable side for non-conventional beater watch picks let's start with expensive okay first one i came up with just because um i don't i don't understand why people don't talk about this watch more we have a review of this watch on the site we met this um we met the brand representative one of the family members of the brand owners um we met uh liza ickler at uh, Wind Up San Francisco, the Archimede Outdoor Protect. This thing is fucking. I feel like this thing can take a beating and be totally fine, just because of this, um, the hardened, scratch-resistant Ickler case, which the sort of like watch manufacturing uh, uh, like house is really known for. You know. Uh huh. What do you think? I think that's a good choice for unconventional, more expensive beater. Uh, there's one in 39 millimeters, uh, perfect size, and it's not super, super heavy. Uh, I think they have it written here, 75 to 125 grams. Like, how much is a gram? One gram. Can they put this in American so I can... <laughs> Sorry, that's very good of me. Uh, gram to pounds. Oh, gram to ounces, I guess, is more analogous of a relationship. Grams to ounces. Let's see where we are here. It's 75 grams. Two ounces? That doesn't sound right. Two ounces is like a baby's cough. Whatever. Okay, I'm probably not doing this right. But yeah, I like. I would like to include the Archimedes Outdoor Protect on here as um, 
candidate for an unconventional beater watch that can take damage as I punch my microphone, take oh. damage, and still totally be fine. Oh, you you want to know if you think that one's forgotten? What about <laughs> Marathon? That they Where's were it? they were one of my picks. They were one of my more affordable picks. Yes, one hundred percent agree. No, 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 no. This is good. <laughs> I mean, you can honestly, dude, you can get proper, authentic, like mil spec, like military mil spec watches for like what, two hundred bucks, three hundred bucks. Yeah. And those those gas tubes are unlike anything you find yeah, dude. on any on any of those those previous options. Mm-hmm. What is the because the GSAR is automatic and it's actually it can it can be a little expensive, but the TSAR is the quartz, I think. Uh, you would know better than me. I always check Long Island watch for these. Um, Pronounce Long Island. <laughs> I'm sorry. And what do you think about the uh, what are those um. Uh, there's Long Long Islander or the Islander. What is it? Yeah, he oh, came out with the watch, the Islander. Um, it's basically like an SKX, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know too much about it. In all honesty, I've been super swamped with just other TBS stuff. I haven't really dug into it. I think the idea is fantastic. Yeah, sorry, didn't 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 mean to like infuse like some some news randomly, but no, uh, that's good. That's I, I I I I you're reminding me to dig into that a little bit more to see if um see what we can cover. You know, oh, the, the TSAR, the TSAR is pricier than I thought it was. Seven twenty. Yeah, the but, one on the marathon site that I'm looking at right now. Uh, two hundred USD general purpose quartz. It just says U.S. government on the dial. I don't know what this thing is. GPQ. <laughs> it just says general purpose quartz. Milspec built to government specifications for use by military personnel. Mar-a-Lago pl- uh, paint. Mar-a-Lago Maraglow paint. <laughs> I was <Sorry>. like, what? <laughs> <laughs> From Florida, man. Anytime I see Mara, I'm gonna say Lago. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> man, oh man. But yeah, Marathon is an excellent candidate for unconventional, uh, maybe out of the box. Um, like things are hash- hashtag thick. So, they do seem. What is the thickness on this one? It's a quartz one, and uh, let's see, technical specs, thickness. Twelve millimeters. At a oh, diameter sorry. of thirty-four millimeters, twelve millimeters is actually kind of thick. Yeah, that's the that's the small one. Yes, they have a yeah. I gotcha. That's a chunky watch. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm put, glad we I'm glad we see eye to eye on this one. Oh yeah, dude. Hell yeah. When I was when I was putting this list together, I'm like, dude, marathon done. I don't know why we don't hear about marathon more. So the next time someone asked me for like a beer watch recommendation around three hundred bucks, fucking marathon, dude. All day. Yeah. Let me just write these down. Archimedes Outdoor Protect Marathon. Uh, so I have two other ones that I prefer. Uh, pre- pre- a damn tempranella lobotomy. I have two other ones that I've prepared. Uh, one of them, one of them's out of left field. One of them is not that surprising coming from me. Which one would you like? The out of left field one. Out of left field one. Like, are you familiar with the watch brand Bertucci or Bertucci? I feel like I've seen the name. I don't know much about it. So uh, on one of my last um, Instagram like question things that I had done, someone brought this up to me, and I'm, I'm super sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting your name right now. 
so basically, these are titanium case watches that you can get pretty fucking cheap, like 200 bucks. Bertucci. B-E... Oh, B-E-R-T-U-C-C-I. Oh, Bertucci Performance Field Watch. Bertucci. I have no idea. That's how you say it. These are actually pretty cool. And so if you like the idea of hmm. uh, an affordable, around $200 titanium case watch, I mean, it doesn't get much more durable than that. Unless you're fighting, unless you're trying to fist fight a Jedi with a lightsaber, I think the titanium watch will be okay. You know? Look at these things. They're kind of cool, right? They are. They're, they're, they're different. Sandblasted titanium. Uh, I will say this website is... Michael, what's a, what's, a, what's a nicer word for horrible? <laughs> I want to see these watches on this website, though. That's how you know they're good. <laughs> Which website are you on? The BertucciWatches.com one. Yeah. Do you, <laughs> pretty... like, do you like this website, Michael? I don't like this website. <laughs> but but I can see I can see the... You know what? I can see the guy. I can see the web developer wearing this watch and making this website. It makes me happy. What is this? What is this even built on? No technologies detected. Wow. Okay. It's just it's just a photograph of a of a of a JPEG that they uploaded onto a Squarespace server, and that's what we're fucking looking at right now, Michael. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting super distracted. Um, I think these are a really interesting um, entry in for the idea of unconventional uh, beater watches, just because the titanium cases. Being this affordable, I, I I was pretty surprised um, when I saw that they have they also have a whole bunch of patents behind some of like the case construction and like the actual like titanium use and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. I, I thought this was uh, a fun one. I would like to s see if I can get one of these in for review, just because a couple of folks have brought this watch up to me uh, before, at least this brand up to me before. You know, I can't tell if they're quartz or not. I think they are. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Let me see here. the fuck is the movement thing? I'm fairly certain they're quartz. Yeah, quartz. That's what it says here. Japan and Swiss quartz. So that's probably what, like, Ronda and Miyota quartz, most likely, given the price? Yeah. That's cool. That's super cool. Yeah. I want to include this on there. I want to do more research into this brand. Um, maybe I can dig into the DB, the TBWS coffers and uh, and buy one and then possibly do a giveaway. Sweet deal. Sweet deal. Yeah. What oh wow, forty-four millimeters though. That's that's kind of it's a big boy. Let me see the one that I saw. Which one is that? That's forty-four millimeters. They all look the same. The A4T Super Yankee. I don't even fucking see that on here. Oh, A4T Super Yankee Illuminated. There's the A1R Field Comfort at 36 millimeters. They're, they're, they're in like a range of sizes. 36 millimeter, 40 millimeter, 42, 40, 30. Jesus. Here we go. 40 millimeters. <laughs> Why is it called the Super Yankee? All right, I'm clicking on it. Yes, this is a big watch. Mm. 44 millimeter, 
200 meter water resistance, screw down crown, Swiss movement, hardened sapphire crystal. Uh, do, 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 do. Is it typical to use elk leather? I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? Is it is it typical to use elk leather? Ah, okay, you did say elk. Uh, no, I've never heard of someone using... Uh, is there a place to ethically source elk? Who's farming elk? <laughs> or, the Bar- or, tell- or, or are the Bertucci guys just... Fucking Mr. Bertucci over here. He's just... What he does is every morning he wakes up. All right. <laughs> I'm I just I'm so this is the first time I see this because we t- we talked about what was it horse leather horse leather yeah <laughs> we were our minds were blown and I guess yeah it's it's like <laughs> it's like nipples man if it has nipples you can milk it if it's got skin you can make leather <laughs> I have nipples Greg Jeez. can you milk me uh yeah this is where do you see elk leather dude hold on control it's F- in the elk. homepage front and center huh let's see here what do we got. Bertucci. American American Wapiti elk, or Wapiti. Yeah, this is gonna be a great episode. <laughs> I'm still not seeing it. I'm just gonna Google. I'm just gonna. Google. You can't. Gonna... You can't control. You can't control fine because it's it's an it's image. Not really. With text. Oh my god! You're to, you're fucking right. God. God. <laughs> god damn it, Bertucci. It's you're not even joking. It's just. I, I said that image JPEG on Squarespace host server thing as a joke. It might actually be true. Uh, this is a plain white website with photos on it and the text is inside. American, uh, there's bison leather as well, if that's perspective to you at all. Isn't that wrong? I think you're thinking of buffalo. Oh, okay. or, or, no, well, the buffalo, <laughs> the American buffalo, I'm pretty sure uh, is extinct bison you can have bison burgers. You can ethically maul a bison to death and then make a burger out of its side. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how meat processing works, guys. If that has not, that's not apparent to you at all whatsoever. Um, so if if you were at working at the slaughterhouse, would you wear Bertucci? <laughs> from, from farm to table, watch straps. Bertucci elk leather, man. Can we start off from farm to table watch brand where we we ethically like source all of the animal components of a watch, like the anti. Uh, bomb. What was that bomb? Do you remember that watch? That bomb watch? Yeah. I, I'm not really sure what, what happened to that brand. Yeah, absolutely nothing because I'm pretty sure there's no there's no way they were actually like helpful to the environment. Yeah, I think they're still trying. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still here. Bow man. We love TBWS. <laughs> Sorry, I, I derailed you with uh, with elk leather. Um, I think it's you not have normal. It's elk leather is not. Um, if I was a tanner, not Danny Tanner, but like a leather tanner, uh, my first choice of animal to slaughter and then turn into a watch trap wouldn't be elk. It doesn't seem like it's easy. Like that seems like hard work. You know yeah. what I mean? Wouldn't it be easier to like like tan and hide like the like like birds like around your home? You can catch a bird. Can't catch an elk. Unless it's so a raven, like, you can't catch a raven. Ravens are fucking smart, man. They're so yeah, smart. They, there's a watch brand named after them. Did you know that? I I, I did know that. <laughs> they're also huge here. They're like they they have their own social security numbers over in the Pacific Northwest, right? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> man. <laughs> oh man, I have one more pick for unconventional beater. It is a cop out, but what about you? What are your thoughts on sort of out of the box? Uh, beater watches that may or may not use elk leather. Um, I'm not part. You know of what? 
you know what um what it's just more like a brand came to mind and i think it's because they they kind of go all, all out with the shock resistance technology and and they've incorporated it into the movement um but that brand ball don't they have like a bunch of crazy watches oh. that you can like strap a rocket to and it's totally fine. Like, so I'm before... literally just typing in the word ball shock resistance. I'm going to hit enter <laughs> and I'm going to see where the internet takes me on this That's one. Roll the dice. I'm going to roll. Gonna roll. Okay. I got a quill and pad article. At least this is, at least this is within urology. Horology. Um, um, ball watch spring shock protection. Mouthful. Hi, uh, tested by Kiss drummer Eric Singer. God damn. It. That's that's what I was trying to find. Like early on, I think when they were trying. Did he wear the watch while dr- while drumming? That was like one of the one of the tests. Yeah. It's like can he can he drum with it? This is no disparagement on Eric Singer or anything like that or musicians in general. But isn't there a better way to test shock resistance? <laughs> I guess it depends <laughs> what kind of drummer you are. You know what I mean. Are, I you mean, an, are, you, are you like the drummer from Death Cat from, from, from Cutie, who is, who is incredible, but not necessarily like a blast beater, or are you like the guy from Poison the Well? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want that I think, guy to wear a fucking watch and have it just, just, just rendered to dust. I think in the, in the realm of shock resistance, you can't beat Braymont uh, shooting those things out of fucking like ejection, <laughs> ejection seats. I think but I think not there's necessarily a, affordable, but you, to your point, they're, yes, they're not. But not necessarily <laughs> affordable. That's funny. That's a good point. Do they wait? So do they do they actually strap those Martin Baker watches to ejection sheets to to test them? Well, that was part that was part of the process. And I think when the, I think uh, there's there might be an old video or, or an old article or something where one of the brothers was talking about it. And I think I think there there may have been a moment where they where they thought to themselves that they bit off more than they could chew. <laughs> I think. I think that they were kind of expecting to, you know, make an aviation watch in partnership with, with this company, um, but but to get that sort of backing um, and to really have a product that you, product that you can believe in, they had to undergo this this kind of ejection, which is mm. absurd. You're, you're you're sitting on a missile, <laughs> and they 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 ran into like a ton of problems with, uh, with the watches and stuff. So it so took quite a bit of time in this quill and pad. We'll have to burp. Is if this can... a video? Or... I'm not watching any fucking video. I, I refuse to watch videos on air. Um, I scrolled all the way to the bottom. Qu- hold on. Motherfuck. Quick facts. Quick facts. Uh, I guess that meant... I guess they forgot a word. You forgot a word, Quill and Pad. Quick facts about... Sick. Uh, ball engineer. Yeah, the ball engineer. Master 2. Skin diver 2. Do we need two twos? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Automatic caliber RR1103, blah, 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 blah. Here, shock resistant to 5,000 Gs. Is that is that good? How shock resistant is, is a lemon? So, like, my organs will melt. You know about this. How, how, what's, what's, like, is that a lot of Gs, dog? Is that that's a lot, a lot of Gs, of, of Gs man. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know what to, I don't know. I don't know. I used to think Ball Skin Diver was the worst uh, watch <laughs> name, also, until I saw the Swatch Skin Pull. I remember that. Oof, someone <laughs> has to know. 
I refuse to believe that's like a translation error. Someone has to fucking know. <laughs> Maybe some intern threw that name out there trying to get fired and everyone loved it. And he just watched. He just, it got so out of control. He just couldn't, he just couldn't call it back. And he's like director of U.S. operations now. And that intern's name was John Clobby. No, I'm not. It's <laughs> 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 so all uphill from there. Failing up is a thing, guys. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. Tell me, dude. <laughs> 5,000 Gs. Okay, so what's that like analogous to? What's 5,000 Gs like? Um, like a like a like a like a like a NASA like like a like a shuttle pod re-entering the atmosphere. Um, a bullet. Well, to give you an idea, with a, a full load of internal fuel, an F sixteen can withstand up to nine Gs, so nine times what? the force, nine times the force of gravity. This is one of the most magnificent killing machines on the planet. Uh, Why is this thing rated to withstand 5,000 G? Doesn't that seem like overkill? Maybe this is a typo. <laughs> Quill and Pad, get your shit together. You're missing words. You're fucking typoing numbers. Come on, man. <laughs> right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to search ball watch. Oof. Let's see. Ball watch. This, one, I guess it go, this can go a lot of different ways, man. <laughs> Their resistance up to five thousand Gs. This is on their website now. So, shame on us for for hammering on Quill and Pat. We take it back. <laughs> although we do, uh, we do, we do sustain our our. Uh, you're missing a word, man. All right, Quill and Pat, you're missing a word in that thing. Uh, standard resistance ball watch. Yeah, you're right. Five thousand. Uh, wait, no, it's the same goddamn article. God damn it. Up uh, oh, five thousand here as well. Five thousand. Wow. Ball owner's manual. Oof. <laughs> it's uh, the shock resistance test is conducted according to the ISO 1413 using a pendulum impact testing machine. Also, uh, um, <laughs> an ambitious sex toy if you're brave enough. <laughs> it just sounds like they have a four-year-old put the watch in a sock and just slam it against the ground. <laughs> pendulum impact machine? Yeah, I've seen I children like, play, Michael. I've been on a Disney cruise. That sounds like a child in like Lederhosen with a sock and a watch, right? I'll st- I'll stand behind Ball. I think these watches can can probably take a beating, but they're expensive. They're um, expensive, but they're always doing these crazy deals. Um, when the watch comes out, like their pre-order pricing, it's incredible. That is true. That that actually brings up a, a really good um question that might come up with a beater discussion. Is the beater always cheap? I think so. I don't know why. I've always had the idea in my mind that a beater watch um, was quote-unquote cheap. The beater watch is something you don't mind getting hurt because A, it can take it, and B, it didn't cost more than something else that's in your collection. That's always the sense that I've had. It seems odd to me if your beater watch is your most expensive watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, what what about like the fucking uh, Calypso guys that would just like toss like bags of like, like doxes into their dive bags and just like throw that on a boat and then just go out with Cousteau and I don't know map. Didn't the they earth. get those for free? Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's a pretty cheap beater. If I get something <laughs> for free, I'm not gonna care. 
<laughs> That's you know? a good point. I don't know. I mean, I do. do, do, do I mean, like, do you, you you do bring up a good point. Um, I think this is one of the situations where costs just become something relative. Maybe the cost of those watches wasn't a lot to those guys. Yeah, if they yeah, paid for. Especially next to dive, isn't isn't dive equipment in general super expensive? Yeah, it is, and it's um, it's really prone to damage and serious wear and tear as you're just like transporting it. Sure. Um, Plus, I feel like also dive equipment is, dive equipment is not something you should just like cheap out on. You probably shouldn't get like the Amazon Essentials scuba tank, <laughs> <laughs> which you can find affiliate links for. <laughs> God damn it, if there's an Amazon Essentials scuba tank, you fucking bet your asses, everyone. We're putting an affiliate link. Oh, I could buy boy. a scuba tank for $25 and fucking drown in your bathtub while you're Oh my god. Oh my god. That, that's, uh, gotta, my, that's gotta be my, like you're a, the best. I'm the best? You're the best. You're the best, Kev. That's Who the fuck else am I gonna talk to? That's got to be like a joke blog, like things that should not be Amazon, <laughs> Amazon Essentials. Amazon Essentials birth control. Like the list can really go on of things you probably shouldn't try and save money on. Um, you know what I mean? That's, that's, I'm typing in, I'm going to type in scuba tank into Amazon and see, see where the internet takes me. Ooh, these aren't cheap. No. But some of these are like tiny. Yeah. You can use the one that comes with your citizen watch. That's wait, is that a thing? Yeah, it's not a real scuba tank, but the uh, the citizen watches. Some of them they come inside of a like a scuba tank. Oh, <laughs> like the Doxa comes in this like giant gray <clears throat> suppository looking thing. <laughs> An elephant suppository. That's essentially right. what the Doxa case is. Um, Oh, girl, that's so good. But yeah, I think ball. I, so it does, it does, I mean, the, the ball watch discussion, it does raise a good point. Are beaters supposed to be quote unquote cheap? Mm-hmm. I always felt like, yes, like the beater watch is supposed to be something you don't mind getting damaged because it can take it and it didn't really cost a lot of money, quote unquote. A lot of money being incredibly relative, you know? Yeah. You know, I have. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have one more? I have one more. It's kind of a cop-out. Okay. And it technically doesn't really fit into the parameters that you and I established as a beater watch. Um, it can take it can take damage, but not like G-Shock level damage or uh, Bert- Bertucci level damage. I have, no, I have no idea if I'm saying that name right, guys. I'm so sorry. Bertucci level damage with like titanium cases, but... Sorry, man. You guys, you can send your hate mail courtesy of Kaz over TBWS Lane Suite number three zero five. Does that sound? Does that sound legitimate, Michael? Yeah, that sounds legitimate, right? Some, don't send your mail there, guys. I don't know who the fuck lives yeah, some, some at the address poor, that I just gave. All right, I may have broken some kind of USPS like postal law. <laughs> um, Vostok Amphibia. I feel like the Vostok Amphibia it qualifies as a beater watch. Not one that can take damage and you're fine with it, but one that if it gets damaged, you're not really too upset because it's a $75 watch. However, I wanted to include it on this list because a lot of these beater watches, um, they don't really allow for a lot of personality flair. Mm-hmm. The Vostok Amphibia line uh, does. Um, and it's uh, it's a watch built on technology 
um, like like water resistance technology that you can you, sh- you, know, you should be able to trust. Uh, these days, it's a bit questionable. Eh, eh, in Russia, watch the drowns you. You know what I mean? So, um, Jesus. Uh, I want to include the Vostok Amphibia on here just because I think it's the opportunity to do a beater watch that if it breaks, you're not too worried about it, and it still it still allows you to kind of have some some personality flair. You, you you owned one of the newer ones for a while, right? Did you like it? Yes, and I kind of miss it. I, I miss that case um, shape. You had the you had the one two zero. It's very um. There's several different case shapes uh, within the Vostok Amphibia and technically the Commander Ski line. <clears throat> the lesser loved Commander Ski line. You had the one two zero. It's more it's more Western European. Yeah, I've been thinking about a four two zero again. For no reason. That's the one that I got. No reason at all. <laughs> I got. I, I have the four two zero. The four two zero is the quote unquote classic one because that's uh, I believe that's the case shape that Bill Murray had in um, Steve Zizzo okay. with the ship's wheel dial. I see. I kind of can't stand this bezel. The the bezel markings with the big circles. That's the only thing I don't like. Take it off, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, people mod them. They put like, uh, like Seiko bezels and shit. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of sites that sell those. Those bezels pop off like super easily, man. Palm drip, prom dress after three beers. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's terrible. No one remember. No one remember that joke. All right. <laughs> Jesus. Um, AM Diver is a site. I believe they're. I believe they're in Germany. They sell really cool, like almost like Black Bay style uh, oh, bezels. Yeah, yeah. I remember. You know, really, really cool. So you could totally pick up a 420 in whatever dial style you like. Spend, uh, I don't know, maybe 10 or 30 bucks, maybe 40 bucks or uh, for a bezel. And just, just pop that sucker on and you're good to go. There, you're, you're, you're a fully certified beater watch wearer, <laughs> right? Right on. Right on, man. So I just I want to include the, the Vostok, um, Vostok Amphibia here. You know, uh, I think... I think the idea of a beater watch is is still very interesting. I don't think you know what's funny. I don't think I have any watches I would classify as like my sole beater watches. There are some watches that people have that they only wear to fulfill like the beater watch like role. Yeah, like I could argue my, my like my dad when when he wears his hmm. he only wears his G Shocks to to his job. Yeah, exactly. You know, because he's because um, he's still working on all that equipment, right? Yeah, yeah, dude. My dad, my dad, when he started, he he bought these like like die press machines from like the fifties, and he's like, I got a great deal on them back in nineteen ninety. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking he's still using those things, man. It's yeah, man. People are people are still using shit made out of like pig iron from sixty years ago. Dude, people still use like coffee grinders. And and back and back when I turned like like twelve or something, he's like, "You're gonna learn a hard day's work." Oh something. God! And he's like, he's like having me like press sheet metal with these fucking machines. <laughs> the best way the best way to circumvent u.s child labor laws is to just rope in your family leverage familial bonds guys if you're a business owner take note all right but it's kind of funny because you you press down on the pedal and this like mechanism comes down and it presses presses the sheet metal and just like the earth shakes man i guess i think that's how this guy destroys g-shocks i don't know what he does 
He goes through them, right? You told me yeah, he he goes through them pretty frequently. Really does. Yeah, I, I see him. A, the only the only reason I, I see him a bunch, um, like with like a brand spanking new uh fifty six hundred. He just buys. Them. I'm like that dad. That one looks like super new. Like what happened to the the old one? And they'll show it to me in pieces. I don't know what the guy does. The, the guy like the G Shock founder should interview my dad. I don't know. There's something. <laughs> what are you doing to my watches? <laughs> There's something yeah, going on working, there, man. <laughs> good stuff. Uh, so good, man. Any other watches you want to nominate for unconventional beer? I, I love the inclusion of the Victor Knox Enox Prime. That's so cool. Um, and ball. Not That's a good one. Not really. I th- I think I think from here we can open up the floor. But I like. I think one of the most valuable things we landed on here is that if if you are gonna stick with the with keeping beater in the lexicon uh, and and not really looking at it as a as a marketing term it, it's just something that you put on when you know what you're currently wearing could take a hit yeah um you need you need a messianic christ of your watch collection someone to take the hit so you don't have to right yeah oh my god i think i just found the one of the most gorgeous amphibias ever which one is it's that? It's got like a sand colored dial. It's a one two zero case. Oh my god! What is this, Cas? <laughs> What's the full number? <laughs> I'm gonna send uh one two zero eight four nine. Oh my god! Oh cool. Um, that is all right. Let's break this down. Those markers are reminiscent of some of the early Vostok uh, dials. However, in this iteration, it's very modern interpretation. That color um, is modern, but that shape with the triangles, it's reminiscent of, uh, of that. It, it, it's, a, it's, it, it's quite handsome. I think it's cool. Yeah. You could get this watch. I could. I got to stop buying watches. I think we can, uh, we can recap now. Don't buy Tempranillo lobotomy wine. (laughs) That's the entire, that's the entire, it isn't like, it's not particularly like delicious, but my palate recognizes that it's alcoholic. So I'm just drinking it. Uh You ever drink like that? Yes. A lot. (laughs) A thoughtful pause. So much. A ponder and answer. Yes. So much. Is there another way to drink alcohol? (laughs) I'm not... (laughs) Not really. Do you think I do you think I sip it because it's contemplative and I can enjoy company and <laughs> no? Are are you not? That's so odd. Yeah. So recap here. Um, really fun wrist check. I am wearing the Slava Medical. Hello, Vlad here. Sorry, I just one day, <laughs> if not already, someone's gonna listen to the show and the name's gonna be Vlad. I'm like, why the fuck do these guys keep saying my name? <laughs> Hello, Vlad here. <clears throat> what was I saying? Really cool wrist check. I am wearing Slava Medical. Michael's uh, still rocking that CWC and that Phoenix NATO. Super, super cool. Um, in addition to that, go and check out the site, twobrokewatchknobs.com. The URL again, in case for some reason you can't remember because it's the name of the show, twobrokewatchknobs.com. Um, really cool stuff on the site. Fun Rado piece talking about their marketing uh, practices. Uh, Dan Henry reviews up there as well. Uh, really fun piece I put together on just watches I'd seen on the Disney Fantasy cruise ship. Uh, the time of you guys listening to this, there will be other stuff on there as well. I can't really talk about it just yet because I haven't finished with it. 
Um, in addition to that, if you were at Windup and you saw Greg Bedrosian, cool. It just feels it just feels weird having to do this in the past tense, but um, uh, yeah. Here, here, let's do this, Michael. Let's recap and let's speak to Greg from the future. Greg, we hope you enjoyed the tips, and we hope you had a great time on the floor at Windup New York, New York, 2019. Michael, do you have any do you have any messages for for past Greg from the future? Um, I'm trying really hard not to make a reference to the movie Frequency because I've done that way too many times. I referenced that stupid movie more than any human walking the planet should. It wasn't particularly like a groundbreaking movie, but I I always think about it for some reason. Greg, you seem like a swell guy. You seem swell, Greg. You heard it here, folks. All right. <laughs> Uh, let me see what else happening. B -b 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 Huge shout out to Laurier and Laurier, motherfuck, and the Gemini chronograph with the seagull movement. Looks super cool. Um, Beater watches. Really hope you enjoyed the discussion. Just kind of discussing. Uh, that's redundant. There you go. <sighs> let me let me collect myself. <sighs> you seem collected. Did you ever see the man? Did you ever see the? Did you ever see the movie The Man Who Knew Too Little with Bill Murray? No. Is it good? I can't remember if it's good, but there's a there's a line. Uh, I love I love Bill Murray. Um, there's a line in that movie where uh, so basically the guy gets caught up in a situation. Um, he thinks it's not real. He thinks it's part of like a play acting show, but it is really real. And there's like a there's like a scene where the person he's with is crying because an actual tragedy has happened. But Bill Murray's character thinks it's all play acting, so he's like, "How do you do that? How do you just cry on command? You just think something." <laughs> You just think something sad and then he sat there and so I do this every time I have to collect myself or if I need to feel like somber I do what he did in that film my dog is dead do you just do you just think my, my dog my dog is dead and, he, and then he was trying to like force a cry so just in that moment when I was trying to collect myself I did that in my head I'm like my dog is dead <laughs> my dog is dead um, if anyone if anyone else has seen that movie uh, welcome to the club. I don't think there's uh, very many of us. <clears throat> what was I saying? Really hope you enjoyed the discussion on beater watches. Um, I think it's important to really identify what the hell a beater watch is. We agree, Michael, a beater watch is not an everyday watch. A beater watch, most likely, truthfully, is a watch, if the idea of David does exist, is a watch that you wear that you know it's going to take damage when you don't want to wear uh, something else. The one question we have not really answered, which we'd love to hear your guys' and gals' input on, does a beater watch always have to be cheap? Um, is it weird spending a lot of money on a watch that you know is going to take damage, or is it totally appropriate? Does it make sense? Is that you using the watch for its intended uh, you know, function? Yeah. Um, let us know your thoughts on that. In addition to that, let us know your picks for unconventional you know, beater watches. I'm like super fucking certain that there's no way we covered all the unconventional choices. So just to recap, our unconventional choices for beater watches outside of like Casio G-Shocks and like even the Casio Duro, which we didn't mention, I'm mentioning it now, um, Seiko's Orient, our non-conventional slash unconventional picks, um, the Victorinox Enox line, super cool, uh, Archimedes Outdoor Protect Marathon All Day, uh, Ball Watches, Bertucci, i Really, probably not saying that name right. Hold on, I'm burping. What's in this lobotomy wine? Son of a bitch, dude. 
<clears throat> Bertucci, and then um, Boss Talk Amphibia. Really excited to hear your guys' picks for unconventional choices. Um, that is that is that good for? Is there anything I'm missing for the recap? I think we got it all. Is it that time? Is it that sad time? That's I don't want to go. Sad time. I don't want to go back to the world. The world is giving me nothing, Michael. It's okay. We do another show after this that we don't record. TVWS after, after dark. dark. <laughs> <laughs> Only available with your Cinemax subscription. With your Patreon pledge. <laughs> with your Patreon pledge. Just Michael and I <laughs> sultrily reading reference numbers. SKX007 for like an hour and a half. Right? We might get some we might get some takers. Fifty dollars, I'm in. He gets his lotion, he gets his jerk towel ready, and they're fucking they're set for the Patreon TBWS after dark episode, right? Bam. Bam. They have their ball watch <laughs> manual. Sorry. <laughs> Swatch skin pole in hand. Swatch skin pole. Ah, oh, that's so good. Let's let's do this. Let's let's let the kind folk Get back to the days. Really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Let us know your thoughts. Beater watches. Do they have to be cheap? Can they be expensive? And also share your thoughts on picks for unconventional beater watches. Hit us up on Instagram. You can also respond and share your thoughts on the website, twobrokewatchnobs.com, where the show post goes. Um, where else? Also, Facebook, if you're in the Facebook group. And you can email us. Emailing us right now is not the best because it's taking us a little while to get through all of them. But if you, you can if you'd like to. Uh, it's tbws.contact at gmail.com. That email again, tbws.contact at gmail.com. All right, Michael. That's sad time. My name is Mike. <laughs> and this is Kaz. And you have been listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. Later. Later.